0: extra joy, like extra joy. So I pray that the Lord harnesses in that, in the, in the, uh, correct direction. Um, this was a good week. I went to a VBS that I got to at, uh, Church of the Savior and I got to serve. And, um, it's just, it's such a delight to like see, like this is all volunteer ran VBS. And for me, it's like all these people said yes, and they came to serve the the least of these, these children, and and and, and with kids, it's like you don't get that like. Feedback, like direct feedback, like, oh, you did amazing. That lesson was great. Like, that yeah, worship session was awesome. Like really felt the spirit of the Lord. Like they don't give you that feedback. And so sometimes it can feel like, am I making any impact? But, uh, and so you just do it in faith and there's so much love in that. But um, little story is this morning I was putting on my outfit and I had either the rainbow coat, or my jean jacket, and I was thinking internally, the rainbow coat is just, it's a lot, Lord. It's a lot, and I'm already a lot, so I don't know if they need a lot, a lot, and maybe I'll just do the jean jacket, Lord. I'll just do the jean jacket. Oh, was like, all the glory goes to you, Lord. I just want all eyes on you, and um, I kid you not, my son comes, mommy, 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 don't forget your shield, and... um, this was something i made at vbs and um and it was confirmation that i was to go with the rainbow coat um and walk in faith with my shield of faith don't listen to those fiery darts telling me to dim my light so i was like marshall my prophet thank you sir i was like thank you so much for loving your mama so i just love jesus i love how he talks like this he talks like this and um it's so good Ah. come on come on anywho so i'm in my rainbow coat and it just speaks so much of i'll share one more story i mean there's gonna be a lot this morning, but this is a pre-story, pre-story story. story. So I was uh, uh, probably 20, I don't know, like just starting um, college, and I was talking to uh, my younger brother, who at the time was very humanistic in his thinking, and he wanted to debate, and I hadn't like like, zero level of debate in me. I was just like, I just love Jesus, and he's just so beautiful, and, you know, so, um, anyways, um, but I was trying to win him over, and I want him to know Jesus, and I didn't know what I was doing, really. Anyways, we, we kept having these conversations. Actually, during that time, it was really hard for my heart, and I could feel, like, me, like, getting in the confusion of him and not like starting to doubt in my faith in jesus and i was like oh like my heart started aching and i and i'm he's having these conversations well how do you know he's real how do you long story short he asked me and like this is over like a two-week period he's like well do you really believe that jesus died on the cross for your sins and i had so much doubt in me i said no i don't believe that jesus died on the cross for my sins and that was the first time that like i like out loud spoke doubt and my heart just like like shattered i don't know like i was like like must have been something that like peter had felt i had a shift that morning at a coffee shop and it's so funny when we voice our doubt yet i started talking to the holy spirit <laughs> and i was like jesus just Please show me that you're real. Just show me that you're real. And I'm just torn and grieving that I just denounce like the lover of my soul. And I'm going to the coffee shop. I'm like incredibly somber. I'm just don't want to be there, but I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> just doing my thing. And I'm making coffee and I see this couple come in, and they are radiating joy. And they're coming up to me and I'm and I'm taking their order. And they're just talking, and, and I'm like, where are y'all from? Because I knew everyone in the coffee shop, because they were newbies. And so I was like, you know, and they're like, we're on our, we're on our honeymoon. We're going to Arkansas. <laughs> like that's, and they're just, they are beside themselves, like joyful. And my insides are like jumping like crazy. I'm like, who are these people? I don't know what's going on. Like my insides, I, could, I knew it was the Holy Spirit. They left, I got got their um, drinks, I tell my employer, I said, I have to go talk to them, cover me, so they were out in the, um, like, cafe area, and I go to them, and I just pour out my heart to these two strangers, I said, the Lord told me to come sit with you, again, I denounce him, but I'm still, like, walking in faith, like, walking with the Lord, Uh, but... I was like, I, I need to talk to you, like, and I just go through the whole story. My, my little brother, he doubts, you know, and I have this humanistic thinking. and this couple, it's like, we came from that background. We, we you know, it, humanistic thinking, and they just sat down with me, and they just started talking to me and loving on me. I don't know what they said, but that broke, and my heart just, like, started, like, healing up. And they asked me, and at that time I had stopped praying to God. Um, You know, in my normal ways, I was just kind of, I felt a lot of doubt and distance in that time. And so they asked me, said, will you pray for us? This young couple asked me, this 18, 19 year old bebop girl, like to pray for them and bless them. And I pray for them and I'm just crying and I'm just crying, feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit. And... Anyways, that, that whole thing is just ends, and I go back. I'm like, Jesus, answer my prayer. My world, and so when I wear this rainbow, I'm wearing His love and His faithfulness, and He is the covenant-keeping God. So that is what I'm wearing this morning. So, uh, let's go to Revelations three nineteen through twenty. This is where I, the Holy Spirit, was helping me see where, you know, I asked Him, "What do you want to speak on?" And He was trying to show me, like, you know, I. This is just this pattern. So let's review what I ended up with last time. Revelations three, nineteen through 20. Holy Spirit, we love you. And I just ask for deeper understanding of the Father's love for us. In Jesus' name. For you say... I'm sorry, I'm, I'm skipping down further. 19, those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him and he with me. One more time. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and eat with him. So this is the church of Laodicea. There's like, you know, Meg touched on it, you know, the hot or cold and spit you out of your mouth. So this is an intense rebuke. And so what got me, got me thinking, what's what's the, he goes into the reward, right, that you will come and dine with me, and if we don't just, if we don't sit and think about that, we'll be like, okay, he wants to have chilies with us, or something, and like, wants you know, but like, what he's talking about, even when we're singing that song, this is how I fight my battles, I sit at the table in the midst of my enemies, it's fellowship, it's communion, it's what the Trinity is experiencing right now, this insane love affair of "I love you, you're beautiful, I love you, let me lay down my life for you," and we get to enter in to that purity of love and dine with him. That's the reward. So let's go to Luke 15. That's, I just wanted you to have that in your in your in your back pocket, <laughs> your backdrop. All right. All right, so to have some fun, we gotta like shake off some corncobbishness, right? So at the VBS, and I, so I wanna, are y'all ready to participate? Can y'all participate? Yes? Yes? Okay, all right, praise Jesus, because it's not fun if you're not participating. All right, so at the VBS, something that I learned was they were going through the story and they had sound effects for the audience to stay with them. And I was like, that's genius. Like, you get them to listen, and say, like, so we're going to do that. Are y'all ready for that? Can y'all be like children this morning? Praise Jesus. Come on. All right. Um, when I say the word rejoice, I want you to be like, woo! Okay? Let's practice. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? Okay. Rejoice. Woo! Yes, yes. Okay, y'all are my people. All right. When I say joy, I want you to say Rejoice. Woo! And joy. Awesome. Okay. Yay. All right. So, Luke 15, 11. I'm going to read the story. Here we go. Y'all, you're ready for your part? Okay. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into the fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods of the pigs ate and no one gave him anything. and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet, and bring the fattened calf, and kill it, and let us eat, and celebrate. Let's just do this, because I totally forgot to read the first two. Celebrate. Y'all say, rejoice. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) And for this, my son was dead, and is alive again. He was lost, and is found, and they began to celebrate yes now his older son was in the field and he came and drew near to the house and heard music and dancing and he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant and he said to him your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound but he was angry and refused to go in his father came out and entreated him, but he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, I never disobeyed your command, yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. Celebrate! <laughs> Good. But when the son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him, and he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad for this your brother was dead and is alive he was lost and is found so excuse me real quick the first two parables of the the coin and um, the sheep have that word rejoice and i just skipped them so you know gotta go with you gotta go but i appreciate you guys so much so we have this story of these two sons, and you may have heard this story a bajillion times, and I just want to give you the angles that I feel like the father has uh, given me. One, I, I felt like he said that these, both of these sons have a pride. There's pride going on. So uh, the younger son wants his inheritance, but wants it on his timing, He's like, I want it now. So I want, I want to be your son, but I want to do it my way, and I want to do it now, and I got this. So excuse me, Father, but I'm going to go in and do it in my, own way, in my own way, in my own strength. And we're not created for that. It's like giving, a, giving my two-year-old the keys to the Ferrari, and he's like, going to do What? run to the first tree that he, like, if he even gets it going, right? <laughs> He'll just crash and burn. We were not created to live disconnected from the father. But then you have the older son, which I thought was interesting. I mean, you're having this father show deep compassion to the younger son, and we'll get to that. But then you have this older son that I think is equally necessary to point out. In the, and the older son is in the house. Um, he's actually in the field when they start They start celebrating. And this is his words. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. So first of all, the father is trying to convince him to enter into the celebration. All right? And I see that as the father is having compassion on the older son just as much as he is having the, uh, on the younger son. He's wanting to get in here and dine at this table, to have the steak. Come in, eat the steak, all right? Um, But he refused, and he has this long thing. Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command, yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property, with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. So I see this older son and I feel like, this is the picture I get. He started off well, he, he knows the father, he fell in love with the father and he's sitting here and he starts serving, he starts serving the father. And he forgets to, con- to stay in connection with the father. And so he just, he, he loses sight of why he even started serving in the first place. See, when he, when he first felt the father's love, he's like, amazing, like, where can I give? Where can I overflow this love that's coming to me? And he's like, you want me to muck the, st- you know, the stalls? I'm there, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. And then like day after day, and all the time the father's there, he forgets to stay in connection with the Father. This is my Sasha Holy Spirit interpretation. Um, So he's mucking the stalls and all of a sudden he's seeing life go on and bitterness starts to come into his heart and he's starting to get resentful. He's like, why am I mucking the stalls again? I I think at one point I had joy while I was doing this. Um, And my proposal to you guys is that the father just desired connection and fellowship and that might sound so simple but that's his heart he wants fellowship and connection what's the um I wanted to have this verse ready and I'm I'll quote it without the reference but this is eternal life that they may know me So he is desiring intimacy with his children. And there's two children that are missing out right now, currently, in my, like, fake story in my mind, with the father, with connection. But this son, the younger son, gets broken by the world, gets hungry, and turns and says, I'm going to go back to the father because it was better there. And he, and he repents. But what's the repentance? What's the repentance in his mouth when he says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry? No, the repentance was him doing this. I'm going back to my father's house. And what's sad with the older brother is the father entreating him and saying, son come in with us come into this joy come into this delight come and celebrate your brother and his heart is too hard and he's too prideful he no longer can can enter into the joy of his abba he can't he and what Pride does is it not only disconnects us from the father but disconnects us from each other. We can't celebrate each other if we're in our own pride. We have so much resentment. Why do they get promoted? Why do they get the stage? Why do they get this and that and that? and why is their life going well and over here i'm I'm here mucking the stalls and and the and, and he's like this this Son, you were always with me, and all that is mine is yours. So what I'm hearing the Holy Spirit saying is, he was there. And the father never took, I mean, the son never took the opportunity to ask, to engage in conversation. He's like, you never put, gave me and my friends a party. And I just heard the father saying, he never asked. He, He removed himself from the blessings of the lord does that make sense he's like i'll serve the father i'll serve the father i'll serve the father and all the, the whole time the father is wanting intimacy though he, he's wanting him to ask him for a party you know you know what i'm saying i want to give you uh, the, it's my pleasure the scripture says to give you the kingdom of god but this guy is, is just like getting rotten with, with bitterness and resentment because his eyes started going on all these other people, all these other things, what I'm not having, what's not happening in my life. And he lost sight of Jesus' beautiful eyes, of Abba, Father, and he lost connection. I wanted to read this. One second. Because... What I would hate, I'm going to do, there's two, so there's two dynamics going on. And I'm going to focus right here on the older son right now. Because what I would hate is that we're saved, but we never enjoy Abba. We're saved, but we never enter into fellowship. We never get to know the deep his wants, his desires. We don't, we don't know the smell of his, his breath, so speak. When, you know, I, I'm, there's this movie called Parent Trap with, um, anyways, and, and, and she's like, my grandfather smells of smoked tobacco, and it's like, we, because, because how does she know that? Because she, she's close. She's getting in him, in his chest, you know? It's like, and this whole time, he's like, oh, everything that I have is yours. But he's not. There's, um, I was thinking about the, my friends um, were talking to me about responsibility. And the Holy Spirit showed me responsibility is the ability to respond. And he will not trespass on your ability to respond to him. He wants it to be freely given, just as he freely gives his love. So this is, this is a quote from this book that talks a little bit, I feel, to this older son dynamic. We often will try to bargain with him by giving him individual rooms, parts of the house, but not the whole. We surrender things to him, our time, our money, even our service, yet without surrendering ourselves. We give sometimes even to great lengths, but we don't give up. As a young American missionary in India put it, I gave up my homeland, a good job, and a good salary to come to India to work for God, but I must admit that I haven't really given myself to him. And so there's this older son dynamic that I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to set us free from because we will begin to become resentful. We're really good at volunteering and serving and evangelizing and healing the sick and prophesying. But do we ever stop and connect with Abba? Do we ever stop and ask him, what's on your heart today? Did we just laugh with him? Did we just cry with him? Did we get in his... Him? Him? <sighs> because that's what the Trinity is enjoying. Holy Spirit is like, I love talking about Jesus. Jesus is like, I love talking about the Father. The Father's like, I love my son. And we get to be come inside, inside of that. Bless you. <sighs> Real quick about young, the younger son, let's go to Psalm 51, 17. Probably a lot of you guys are familiar. You know, I was talking to people, and and this is not—I know that I didn't originate this, but, you know, the subtitle of most Bibles says, The Prodigal Son. But I really—it is about the Father. The highlight, the man man that the light should be on is this Father who is wanting to reconcile— his family. He's wanting his whole family to get in on this feast. And one thing I I thought about this dynamic with this younger son is love has to be willing to be rejected. If, you know, the father, the son's like, The father had to have some inclination. Obviously, the Abba Father would know the end from the beginning. But it's just this this father, you know, has enough wisdom or experience to know he's not ready. He's not ready for this inheritance. So he's grieved that his son is about to take this and, and it might hurt him. But he has to let go so that he can make the choice to come back willingly. And how does our Abba respond to brokenness and to a contrite heart that turns to him and says, I'm going to go back to my father? Does he like, no, you need to come 10 more feet. Let's talk. Let's, let's get in here. The sacrifice of God, our broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, oh God, you will not despise he does not despise his brokenness, his filthiness, his smell. He probably smell. And he, no, a broken heart, it's like he goes right away. I'm going to go to a d- different scripture to, um, or Joel 2. Joel 2 says, Rend your heart, not your garments. And he's like, what's the promise? What's the promise if we turn? I will pour out my spirit. So there's this thing in Abba that he is ready. He is ready to pour out his love, his affections, his spirit upon you. And he's just waiting for that one turn. It's like we go one inch, he comes a thousand miles. That's our father. Let's go to Romans 3.23. Y'all are familiar with this. So both of these sons are sitting. one looks a little crazier this this looks a little cleaner but he's in pride and he's in pride just it's just manifesting in different ways he's in pride and thinking i got this i know how to do my life and that's that older son i got this i'll just serve but they're both in pride they're both in arrogance so Romans 3, 25, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Now, but what is what is that glory? Let's go to John 17:24 through 26. I got y'all all, all up in y'all's Bibles. Hmm. Father, I desire that they also. So we're talking about being intimate. John 17 is like, are we allowed to be in here? Like, they got a conversation going on. You know, Jesus with the Father, and he's like pouring his heart out. And so if you're, it's like, if you want to get an inside look into Jesus' heart, like sit in John 17 for a little bit. Father, I desire that they also, whom you have given me, may be with me where I am. I want them connected to me, to see my glory that you have given me because you love me before the foundation of the world. Oh, righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know you that you have sent me. I made known to them your name. When it says your name, it's like his character, that he's the Prince of Peace, that he is the El Shaddai, that he is Jehovah Jireh. He's making known his name. This is, Jesus went away to the mountain because he's spending time with the Father. He's gazing at Jesus' eyes, the Father's eyes, and then he's like, this is who he is. This is who he is. And so he's saying, I want them in on this conversation. I made them, I made known to them your name and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them. Let's say this. It's like, we need the Holy Spirit to get this. That the love which with with which you have loved me, may be in them, and I in them. That perfect love that casts out every tormenting fear, that perfect joyful jubilation when He said, "Let there be light." That. Perfect compassion that, that saw the blind man grab some dirt, spit it in it, rubbed it in his eyes. He's saying, "I want them to know the love that we have. I want them in in it." Like <laughs> It's okay, you can laugh. That's, I believe, the glory of glory. I believe that's why he radiates light. I believe that that's why he heals, delivers from that place of that fiery all-consuming love. Let's are y'all ready for a little bit more? Let's go to Luke 10. I think, I think Holy Spirit just, just can't handle us far away. I think, I think he just, if I could just like, I think he's like, Sasha, just tell him I want them close. Sasha, just tell him that, that I forgive, that I'm just to forgive all, all sin and clothe them with my righteousness Tell them that I don't want them to forget who they are, that they're they have access, that they that they can talk to me, that they can bring their brokenness and their joys to me, that I want it all. All right, Luke 10. Where am I? Luke 10, 38. So we had the stories about the sons. We're having a little, little family, family dynamics situation going here. Now we're gonna talk about some daughters. All right. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. So Martha, she created the invitations. She opened up her house she had chili on the stove. She had her vacuum going. She put febreze everywhere. She had it all set up. Okay. And then when Jesus comes in, she's like, trash got to be taken out, got to wipe the windows. I mean, this is Jesus, he is Lord. I'm going to think, and here comes Mary in her merriness. <laughs> and she's like, oh, there's Jesus. let me hear your words <laughs> you have the words of eternal life i must stay close to you i must be with you and what's revealed when someone is lavishly loving on jesus and you are working over here it's like it's like when you're like when someone's at a conference and they're getting blasted and you're over there like plunging a, a toilet and you're like lord I'm over here plunging this men's toilet. Men's different. (laughs) And you're pouring out your spirit on my sister over there. I don't know about you. And he's saying... He's, again, he's trying to reconcile the family. He loves Martha. He loves Mary. And he said, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion. I love that word, good portion. It makes me think of the the brother story because younger brother over here wanted his inheritance right now. He wanted his portion right now. And both of them are forgetting that Jesus is the portion. Jesus is the portion. He's the bread. He's the wine. He's the table. (laughs) He's the one that has given me access, and He is everything that I need to, to grow and to breathe and to have my being. It's Him. And I don't want us to be a church, to be a people, to be sons and daughters that lose connection to the Father and forget the joy of our salvation, Jesus Christ, and forget that my first place, my, my, my portion, my inheritance is not healing the blind, casting out devils, cleaning up toilets, but my portion, my inheritance, the reason why it is amazing Coming from darkness into light is because I get to fellowship with Jesus Himself. That He is my bread and my portion. Psalm sixteen, five of eleven says, "Lord, You alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. You make me known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in Your presence." with eternal pleasures of at your right hand. <laughs> it's like, check your joy levels, right? <laughs> I feel, you know, I was thinking about why there's just this, this bubbling joy in me. And I think I just sat with him a little bit longer this week. And I was reading this book with him this week, and I, and I had a hard time, like, it it, it takes me a bit, you know, I think you're like, when you're on vacation, and you're like, you're sitting, you're like, I don't know what to do. It's like, there's always gonna be dishes, there's always gonna be laundry, that floor, like, it always has crumbs on it, like, (laughs) and so it's hard sometimes to see the value in sitting, you're like, I'll get to it when it's all done. But let's just confess, when is it ever all done? <laughs> it's never all done. And so Jesus invites us to see with his eyes and say, you know what? I'm going to sit with Jesus. You know, and I think it's a healing thing too we can hide in service, right? And never bring our hearts to the Father. And so we can, you know, all day long, yeah, I'm, I'm filled with joy, Lord, even though my heart is way far from the Father and I'm building up resentment and I'm building up bitterness. And the Father's like, come sit at the table, bring your heart to me it's the humble he exalts the pride he opposes so he's just looking for a son and a daughter says you know what I'm hungry I'm hungry I'm hurting I need you today and I know today is July 4th and I didn't really do a patriotic thing but there's only freedom found in one place And that's in Jesus, and that's in our Father. Will you all stand with me? (laughs) This microphone picks it all up, all my breathing. Hey, Daddy, we want to know you better. We want to talk with you and sit with you. And, Daddy, where our hearts got caught up in serving, and we stayed in a, in a place longer than you even asked us to because maybe we were trying to prove something to somebody or someone, Father, I ask that you would um, help us to humble our hearts before you and say, you know what, Dad, I just miss you. I miss conversations with you. And Jesus, for, for those who like saying, calling you Daddy is offensive because their father hurt them, scarred them, was absent. By your Holy Spirit, I ask that you would show them the true father. The father who is perfect in his purity that doesn't have an ounce of manipulation in him that is completely consistent and and secure, that is completely other giving, that is ferocious against everything that hinders love, but completely tender to the heart, that turns to him. The father that desires to steward and discipline and, and train and navigate his children into what family looks like. Jesus, I ask that you would allow us to be like Mary and choose the good portion, that which will not be taken from us. Jesus, I pray for those who feel like they have sinned too much or they're too messy, they're too ugly, God. I pray that they would know that you're ready and you're poised with your arms open wide to receive them, to love them, to remove the rags off of them and to clothe them in your righteousness to put shoes on their feet, so that where they go, they don't have to have pain in every step, but they could have peace in every step. Jesus, I ask that you would just begin the conversation with Abba.